All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. Your host, Tom Lamo. They call me Tommy Tahoe. This is the show where young salespeople come to get better at the craft, to learn, to grow, to make more money, to get that promotion, whatever it is you're after. Pumped that you're here today. Um, we're doing a little bit something different today uh, on this Monday. We are going to show you an episode where I was the guest of a podcast, uh, the Business Cloud Podcast with Ryan Atkinson. He's over at HubSpot. Um, gives you a little bit of a, more of a background, uh, whether you might know me or not. Uh, we talk about uh, how I started the podcast. We talk about uh, social selling. We talk about selling through the podcast. We talk about time management. We talk about habits, personal development, all these different topics in a tight 30-ish minutes. Um, I think you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, Ryan asked some really good questions, so I wanted to share this with you all as a little bit of a mix-up from the traditional uh, way we're going about it. So check that out uh, before you, we get there. Real quick, show some love, will you? Show some love, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening. If it's Spotify, Apple, YouTube, would appreciate the 20 seconds that you take out to subscribe. It helps me to create better content for you. And check me out on LinkedIn. I'm posting every single day about all these things that we're talking about on the pod. Tom Alamo on LinkedIn. I work over at Gong if you need to check me there. So without further ado, let's get into me on the other side of the table of the interview with Ryan Atkinson. Let's go. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited. We were talking a little bit before, but huge fan of just the content you have on LinkedIn. Huge fan of Gong as well. I know you crush it there. Um, I'm really fortunate to have you on. It'll be awesome. I'm, I'm excited, Ryan. Let's do this thing, man. I am pumped. Before we get started, though, I always got to ask a kickoff question. Um, so our kickoff question today is going to be your Mount Rushmore of creators. Who would you put on the four faces, five, whatever it is? Who would be on your uh, mountain, I guess? <laughs> Ooh, but what do you mean by creator? So I can uh, get you the best, uh, the best. Thing. Let's do uh, let's do someone that has a podcast or on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, that doesn't narrow down too much, but someone you yeah. for inspiration. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you meant like a music or something like that. Uh, all right. So um, I'm definitely putting Scott Lease up there. He's a friend and, and mentor of mine and he's got amazing content. Um, I think Justin Welsh, if you're interested in anything entrepreneurship or create, you know, the creator economy related is uh, outstanding. I got to go. My man, Devin Reed at Gong uh, nice. drops just the best honestly, just the best stuff, uh, probably on, on all of LinkedIn. And then I'm going to throw a fourth one at you. She doesn't have a podcast, but Penelope Yamauchi is, um, a friend of mine. She works over at Vendition and she hustles harder than pretty much anyone that I know. Um, and is just an outstanding person to, to know and learn from. So those are four, uh, off the top of my head to hit my Mount Rushmore. Let's go. And we can put another one. We can put you on there, right? You have, you have to have some admiration <laughs> for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, can you just give us a little bit of background about yourself? You do so much. You are an awesome creator in yourself, but excited. Can you just kind of give us some insight into your background? Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm Tom Alamo. Uh, some friends refer to me as Tommy Tahoe. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, originally from Boston, living out in San Francisco, uh, by day, I am a, uh, a gong mid-market AE. Let's go. Um, and by early morning and evenings and weekends, I uh, write the and, and create the millennial sales blog and podcast and 
have been doing so for almost for about four and a half years now. Um, just trying to inspire and educate young salespeople to to be their best. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. I love it. And yeah, so you've been doing it for four and a half years. That's like people get burnt out of creating so much. Uh, you've been doing it for four and a half years. Episode 270 just came out. Um, I mean, what has the process been when you first started with the millennial sales to really now? I mean, when you look back, what do you reflect on and say, oh, this has changed a lot or I do this differently? Well, I'll say that's, that starting the, the blog and podcast, it was one of the best decisions I've, I've made in my life, definitely my, my professional life. Um, so you're on the, I, I think you, you're, you're smart to start one uh, and have yeah. one. Uh, and I think, you know, for me back, back when it started, so I was probably 23 or 24 starting my, my sales career. Uh, I had a roommate who's one of my best friends. Who's also in sales. He was at uh, Salesforce at the time. And I just remember two things. One was like, I, you know, we listened to a lot of podcasts. We listened yeah. to Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan and all this, you know, Oprah, whoever, and like really <laughs> liked it. And I knew that I wanted to be successful. And I was email, I would cold email CEOs and VPs and all this stuff to like get coffee and no one would ever respond. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we need a better hook here. So we're like, oh, what if we, you know, what if we started a podcast? It'd, it'd be interesting to see like who we could talk to, who we could learn from. And maybe this would help us like somehow sell better or at least like, you know, maybe brand ourselves. There's yeah. a lot of talk about that, you know, brand building back then. Um, and so the first episode, we had my boss at the time, we brought a six pack of ballast point beer <laughs> over to his apartment uh, and three microphones. And we shot the shit and talked about sales for an hour. Um, and then, you know, by episode 20, we had Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street and amazing. Uh, and have had just, you know, uh, amazing guests. And, um, you know, now that I think about it today, it's just, it's one, it's the ultimate hack to meet cool people. Yeah, um, and two, I think, you know, it's just brought me on this journey of learning about, you know, sales processes, about entrepreneurship, about life, meeting yeah. amazing people that I probably wouldn't have met before and has just opened doors, um, both at Gong and, and elsewhere, um, that I, I'm not sure I would have had otherwise. So I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Um, but it, it's evolved a ton in the last four and a half years. Yeah. And that's been one of like the avenues for you is having this podcast to get people on it. And you mentioned that it opened up doors at Gong. I mean, how do you leverage the podcast when reaching out to people at Gong? Is that something you do or like, what do you, how does that look? Well, I think it, it helped in getting the job at Gong. First of all, nice. um, I think when I was interviewing uh, at Gong and elsewhere, that would be a popular topic for, for the interviewer to bring up because I'm not shy on LinkedIn and yeah, they see that. And so I think some places saw that as maybe a, a possible distraction or a possible issue, but I think some companies like, like Gong lean into absolutely um, their employees, you know, helping to be like mini marketers kind of for the company. And, and if you're, if we have the same set of values, then it, it actually helps the company quite a bit. Um, and then at Gong itself, um, it's helped me and, and my colleagues to actually sell. Like I sell to sales and customer success and business development leaders. And so I've had customers on the podcast. Uh, I've had people come on What's and afterwards that? they're like, I want to buy Gong. And unfortunately, that's not in my territory. And I, ha I hand them off to a colleague and they get a deal closed in a couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, so like, it, it, that's not why I do the podcast necessarily, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but it's certainly it certainly opens up the door and uh, allows you to potentially have an hour long conversation with someone that um, yeah. 
you know, you want to build a long-term partnership with or are building a partnership with. So um, the worlds coincide really well. Yeah. It's that, it is that perfect strategy of like a lot of people you listen to, or you reach out to are probably in sales and you have this phenomenal podcast. I mean, they go line in line of who you're reaching out to and what people may be interested in. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, another thing like from that. So when the first time you like had like a potential customer on or like someone that you've had on the podcast as a customer, I mean, was it weird at all? Like, like, Oh, you're a customer, you're on the podcast. I mean, what did that dynamic look like? You know, um, the first time I ever did it was, um, was before gong is when I was working at a company called tech target. That was my first job out of school. Nice. And, um, it, it wasn't a customer yet, but it was a pros- It was one of my biggest prospects. And I had, I was selling to marketers and I had their chief marketing officer on, on the podcast. Uh, I remember it was like a Friday night and they're a public company. It was like, it was a pretty big get for me, even if it wasn't a customer of mine, she, this woman just had like a, a really strong brand and we had a great conversation. And I remember that next week, uh, once I put it out live, I sent that to about 20 different marketers at the company and said, Hey, just had an hour long conversation with your CMO. Like, here it is. Like, I'd love to, you know, talk with you about, you know, I'd love to just, you know, have set up a conversation and I had a really high hit rate from that. Uh, oh, absolutely. So <laughs> ended up being a customer, uh, ended up closing, you know, uh, later I, I held on to them as a customer and got to grow them. And it was about the biggest deal I ever sold in my whole career to this day was with them a, a couple of years later. And so it, it, it wasn't because I had her on the podcast, but that was the first step to get my foot in the door. That's and then from there was able to kind of do my thing. And so, um, you know, that that's, that's progressed now to, to doing that at, at Gong too, but that was the first time. Mm-hmm, definitely. And so that's a, like a very creative way to get really open the door. I mean, what are some other like creative ways that you've opened the door um, when reaching out to any account? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's, there's ways that you can get like, you know, way out of the box. Like there's, it's, it's easier now than ever with companies yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Sendoso or Postal or some of these like direct to, uh, you know, consumer companies where you could send them uh, a bottle of wine or you can send them, you know, uh, something that's locked and you send them the key to it or, you know, something from their alma mater, or, you know, all these different ways that you can, you know, send things and, and get people kind of like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Like that kind of breaks up my pattern. Um, but I also think like it's just in the day to day, like I would just say giving a shit when you're like sending a cold email to someone, right? Like I, I think it's, in some ways it's harder than ever to stand out because yeah, because emails are, are flooded. But I also, in a lot of ways, think it's easier to stand out than ever because 98% of those emails are just look like spam. Yeah. And so if I say something interesting in the first line, if I say something funny, if I say something very specific to something I know you care about, if I comment on, you know, something that you, you wrote up in a blog and like, was very thoughtful and read through it and gave my two cents on it and then wrote that in an email. That stuff all just stands out. Or if I do a video of it using Vidyard or Drift, like it, I think for me, the, the, my common theme has always been to to try to be as thoughtful and try to just give a shit, like when reaching Mm -hmm. out and take the extra five minutes to do it the right way and maybe send 10 less emails, but they're a little bit better than the person next to me. and, And hopefully that, someone actually opens it, actually reads it. And then, um, you know, it strikes a chord with them. Yeah. I love that. So that's kind of like a technical aspect I want to talk about sales. So when you do do that creative outreach, that first line, it's something personalized about them. You give a shit about them. You actually did research. I mean, are you still 
after that in the body of the template, I mean, are you still trying to sell gong or what is your, is it just, what does that the rest of the template look like? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, if you're doing, you know, a pretty deep like sequence multi-touch, yeah. um, there's different, there's different strategies, different tactics that I would use. I think yeah. when I think about my bread and butter email though, it's five lines or less. Nice. It's a very personalized subject line. That's like your post or, uh, like the word, the word your, or something very specific to them, uh, as a person, yep. uh, the first line is personalized. And then I need to know, you know, one of the reasons why it's good to have a, that I have a sales podcast and I sell to sales leaders. Yeah. I can have them on the show, but even if it's someone random, that's a VP of sales, I know a ton about what goes on in their day to day because I'm yeah. talking to them about for about it for an hour. So I, I deeply <laughs> understand what's going on in their world. And so that's what my, the body of my email is it's like, Hey, I, you know, VP all day long, VP of sales, tell me a, B and C are problems. If these are pro like, if that resonates with you, you know, I think that we can help in this area. Um, would you be open to, you know, would you be open to, to discussing this further? Like I, I keep it pretty simple. I don't put, yeah. we helped IBM, you know, double their, this, or, you know, here's three case studies to check out. Like, I just don't think that stuff works in a cold email. Yeah. I think people want the, people want to know it's for them in, in particular. Yep. They want to know that you understand at least at a high level, like what's going on in their day to day. They want to have some social proof or some idea that you can do it. And so you can put a couple customer names. You could put, um, you know, this is, here's a specific way that I solve this for someone. Um, and then they just want the open-ended, I think, open-ended call to action at the end. Not like, how's Monday at 9 a.m. working for you? <laughs> um, but are, are you open to at least talking about it? And if you are, then, you know, we, we can figure out the times. But that's been my strategy. But sales is always evolving and yeah. everyone's different. And you got to try different things with different prospects too. Mm -hmm. And what do you think the importance of having that personal brand will play in sales, you know, in 2022, obviously it's played a big role in the past few years, but how do you can, how do you see that continue to involve where it's even more important than years past? Well, I think, I think there's two things about the personal brand that I think of. One is uh, just in the day to day, like just as you would always look up a prospect before you probably email them or you have a meeting yeah. with them, they're looking you up too. Right. You know, yeah. before a call, who is, who is this, you know, <laughs> who is this person that's going to try to sell me gong or, or HubSpot in your case? Right. Like where they live, you know, like what's their vibe? Like, are they money grabbing? Are they, are they cool? Do we have a similar hobby? That's you know, cool. because there's a lot of great salespeople out there. There's a lot of shitty salespeople out there. And so I think they're, they want to get a feel for that. So I think being authentic and, and showing yourself on, you know, for our case, LinkedIn, but for other people, maybe it's another social platform is important. Yeah. Um, and then two, like, if you're interested in this, I don't think it's mandatory. I think the first part is mandatory. Yeah. The part about like creating content is less about what it's going to do for me today and more what it's going to do for me in five years um, yeah. in opening more doors, right? And, and, you know, maybe you want to start a business with the content you've created and make money from it. Maybe it's going to help you land a new job or get into a new industry or just meet someone that then introduces you to that next person. And so for me, it's all, I try to think of the brand building as like planting a seed, mm -hmm. like you plant a seed every day. And, <laughs> you know, most of them aren't going to grow into trees, but the few that do like 
wouldn't have happened unless I, I did that thing. And so I do a million different things and most of them are probably going to be meaningless in the grand scheme of things, but a couple of them are going to resonate with people, I hope, and you know, <laughs> put me uh, and help me out down the line. So that's the way I think about it. Nice. I like that a lot. And kind of going back to like your own personal brain. I mean, you've been doing it for four and a half years. You definitely have planted the seeds in a whole lot of different places. You probably have a whole forest now. I mean, what is the outlook for the next few years? Where do you want to take millennial sales? And just, do you want to have it to be your own business or how do you think about this when you are building it? I guess. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's a good question. I'm I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I think the mission has always been to, to first be helpful. Um, Right. Like you want to, you want to, um, you know, seek to understand before being understood. Uh, like, so my, the whole purpose is like, I first started thinking, Hey, if one person listens to this podcast and like likes it and it helped them, then that's great. Like, then that's worth it. Like, that's a cool thing to do. And now I, I get DMS all the time, uh, from people saying that it's been helpful to them and, you know, help them do this thing or that thing or get through a tough time, which is, which is great. It makes me feel great. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's just the purpose right now. It's, it's very fulfilling for me. So could it be a business someday? Perhaps. Um, I want to, my mission though, if we, if we think like five to 10 years out, it's like, I want to like vastly increase how many people I'm able to positively influence. Um, and that's the goal right now. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And yeah, you've had like phenomenal guests. You talk about Jordan Belfort. I'm super curious about that one. How did that outreach happen? <laughs> How did you get him on? That's just nuts in itself. Like everyone knows who Jordan Belfort is. <laughs> that was, uh, so that's when I was running it with my buddy. Uh, his name's Ryan Warner. Um, and we were running the podcast together and he, I, I, I enjoy prospecting. He is just a nut. Like he's a, he's a nut job. He loves it. And um, so he would be, <laughs> He, he got Belfort's assistance email and phone number, uh, somehow, I don't know how, and he was just prospecting her. Like it was, uh, someone he was trying to sell to at Salesforce. And, uh, one day he, he caught her on like a Saturday morning, he emailed her and she responded and she's like, the only time, you know, he can do it is in the next few months is today at like one o'clock or something. So we're like, Oh shit today. And I remember we went to my office at the time. Cause like we had to get out of the apartment. We had to like, you know, get serious. And we, yeah. we were calling like our friends that were in sales, like, holy shit. You know, we're going to talk to the Wolf of Wall Street. Like, what do we ask him? Remember we went, we got a beer uh, to kind of like settle the nerves a little bit. And uh, it was, it was very cool. I mean, we'll, we'll keep in context. Like it's very cool. Um, and he is, uh, I mean, he, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. He's like a genius. He's very, yeah. very smart. He used his powers for evil, right? Like he <laughs> fucked over. I don't know if I can swear, but I've already sworn oh, twice. Swear, please. <laughs> uh, he fucked over a lot of people, and so like I don't, I don't like. I'm not endorsing his values by any means, but yeah. he had a lot of good nuggets about entrepreneurship, about sales, about the mentality that he went from being dirt poor growing up to extremely so cool. wealthy. Um, and then I think it's also interesting just to learn about like. Well, what happened that made it all kind of like fall down? Like, because it's kind of a, a story that you want to learn from and not do that, right? You want to take what's helpful to you and, um, you know, to try to build a business and try to build yourself up and learn from failure. And then you want to avoid the things that led him to, you know, ruin in the end. So, um, but he was just crazy, man. He was like <laughs> cussing. He was talking about, uh, 
what it was like in an average day in like 1988 for him, which was like, just like the movie, which I'm sure everyone's seen, like wake up, like, you know, take an upper, take a downer, you know, have a quaalude, you know, work for three hours, nine to 12, then go out, have a four martini lunch, you know, take a couple more pills. Oh my God. The motivational speech at the end of the day, go out, get, you know, blitz drunk at night and do it all over the next day. And he's like, I did that every single day for, I think he's sober now. Um, uh, I'm quite confident, but he, uh, he, he did that every day for years. And so it's just, oh, nuts. it's, it's crazy that the, the, the movie is very much true. I think there's some exaggerated parts, but it's very much true. A lot of it, which is just, it's crazy. Yeah. That is nuts. I mean, when he got on the podcast, uh, was it like, holy shit, like, we're, we're like you're in the wolf den now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It's in like, just from the initial, the initial thing he said was, I remember cause he lives in, uh, on the, I think Manhattan beach in California, which is, you know, only multimillionaires yeah. <laughs> <Money>. <laughs> real estate. And he's like, uh, he's got this thick, like New Jersey accent. He's oh, like, Hold on, so let good. me, let me, let me shut my window. Like I'm right on the beach. Like I got this fucking sick balcony. Like, let me shut it. And it's just like, wow, this guy's like, he is what he is. You know, it's like, he's just like, he, he, he would, you know, he, he just is what he is. So he, he said some hilarious things again. I want to like reiterate that's that's not that's not my jam. Uh, in yeah. terms of like, you know, trying to like force force sales down people throat and they buy or they die. Like I think all that stuff's bullshit. Um, but it was it was certainly a hell of a an hour. Uh, it, it just a, a great experience to have. And then afterwards, did you celebrate with a four martini lunch? <laughs> if I had a if I had a four martini lunch, I wouldn't be able to drive for three days. Uh, <laughs> uh, like so no. <laughs> So no, I, I, I didn't, but, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. All the stories are crazy. Yeah. Let's talk about some, like, let's talk about some positive habits, like personal habits, positive habits. Yeah. I mean, I just listened to the episode where it's like pain plus reflection equals progress. Love that episode. I think that was a great one. Um, let's talk about reflection. That's one thing that I'm really trying to hone in on for 2022 and journaling. I mean, can you take us through a little bit about that episode, about the reflection aspect of the equation? Yeah. So the episode is, um, it, it's taken, a uh, an idea from the book principles by yep. Ray Dalio, who's, uh, one of the most successful hedge fund managers in the world. And, um, he has an interesting concept that he calls pain, uh, plus reflection equals progress. Yep. And so when you think about, um, anything, you know, uh, let's take the most simple, uh, situation of like when you're a kid and, you know, you touch the stove, and it's like, oh man, it's hot. And then you think about it and you're like, wow, I just burnt my hand. I'm not going to do that again. There's your progress. Mm -hmm. And I think that relates to personal relationships. It relates to sales, health, et cetera. Absolutely. And, um, I think the, the, the thing is in my mind, at least is that pain is going to happen regardless. Like we're going to mess up. We're going to, in this case, we're going to lose deals. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things that we wish we didn't say. Um, <laughs> and that's going to happen regardless. There's going to be failure. Yeah. The difference between, in my mind, you know, successful people and not is that is the reflection piece. Yeah. Because if you just fail and fail and fail and fail, there's, you're not getting anywhere. You're just yeah. doing the same thing over and over again. And, and, you know, just kind of staking in progress. But if you fail, which we're all going to do and you learn from it, and then you don't make that mistake again and you get a little bit better and then you fail again and you're like, okay, now I'm not going to do that again. And you just keep learning and iterating and growing a little bit. 
that's where over the long period, I think you, you become successful. And so uh, I think reflection is super important. I think people don't do it probably nearly enough nowadays because there's so many distractions. <laughs> I get into the hole too. I quit uh, social media other than LinkedIn. I quit like Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all that stuff for like a, a couple months last year. And then I picked it back up the last two weeks here to start the year. And I'm already regretting them. I think I might even delete them again um, because it's just so many distractions. And so yep. like, I think taking time for yourself, like in the morning or in the evening is usually good because the day's kind of settled out. Yeah. Um, taking a walk at lunch, uh, doing some journaling, you know, doing something on the weekends where you're kind of like getting away from your phone for yep. a few hours or for the day. Like, I think all that stuff, it, it doesn't feel like, like being productive uh, it, cause you're not like getting after it and making calls, but yeah. you got to reset. You've got to learn, you got to have that time to kind of reflect on what's going well or not, or you're not going to be able to see the growth that you want. Um, but I'm happy to get into more detail of like the actual like journaling and stuff like that. But it, that's, that's how I think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is like, that's great. Like, I think that it, there's so many positives taking that break, taking that mental break, getting out of getting to like zone two, don't always be always going hundred percent. I mean, to that journaling though. So it's something that I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it. I mean, can you talk a little bit more about the journaling? Yeah. I mean, so I, um, I, I'll be honest. I've, I've been a little sporadic lately with the actual journaling itself. I, I have been taking, you know, I'd love to take time like in the morning for myself and I, I write, um, and take walks and stuff like that. Um, I've had a few journaling, practices. I mean, there's a million different types of like ways to journal for me. The few that have worked are one is called, um, morning pages, I like this. uh, which is you, uh, essentially you just, you sit down with a piece of, you know, a notebook in the morning and you write the idea is to write for three pages. I don't think it has to be that long, but essentially you're writing. And the goal is to just, you're writing from whatever's coming from your subconscious, you're not even thinking about it. You're just getting all that stuff that when you wake up in the morning and you're anxious or you're nervous yeah. or you're angry or whatever, and you get it all out on paper and it kind of helps you relax a little bit and, and tame that and see like, what is going on in my mind? Mm -hmm. So I've enjoyed doing that. Um, awesome. I've also, um, I also have a, a copy of the daily stoic journal nice. um, by Ryan holiday. So it's just, there's like a one line or one quote a day from stoicism. And then you can kind of like write about it or, or not, you can kind of see how it pertains to, to your life, which I've, I've, uh, I've used to, you know, be helpful too. Um, there's a lot of others out there. Those are the two that have worked well for me. I, I think it's, it's worth trying different things and seeing like not trying to be too rigid about it and just seeing like whatever yeah. feels good for you. The, the whole purpose is to relax and reflect and, maybe get a little bit more creative. And so, um, I, I would definitely try it out and, and see if it's something that sticks. Yeah. That's like always been my thing with journaling is like, everyone always recommends it like journal, 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 but it's like, what the hell do I write about? Like, what do I, is it just right off the top of your mind or I need a blurb? So I'm really glad you actually brought that actual technical aspect to what we need to journal about. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's the thing too, is like, you, we all have so many thoughts in our head. If you just write down like whatever you're thinking, like it could be literally as simple as like, Oh shit. Like I gotta, I, I, I gotta make my oatmeal this morning or what? Like sometimes it's not like deep philosophical stuff. I'm not sharing it with anyone. <laughs> I'm not right. I'm not right. Turning these into blogs. I'm not giving them to friends. Like that's just for me and me. 
And like, for some reason, when I write down like, shit, I got to like, go get, you know, almond milk at the store or whatever. Like, okay, now it's out of my head. And I just feel like better when I write that down. Um, if you want to do it and, and really reflect on more, you know, deep topics, like the daily stoic journal, uh, kind of like has you think about, and it gives you a prompt, which could be helpful. That's cool too. I, that's what I mean. Like it depends on your style and maybe even what, like where you are in that day. Um, and just figure out what's what's best for you. Nice. I love it. And we are running down on time here. Unfortunately, I love talking with you. Um, we'll kind of do like some rapid questions. I'm just going to have, I have some written down. I always love doing it. Uh, let's do like rapid questions, two sales habits you loved. That got you to P Club. I have to say that. I forgot to mention that. Congrats on P Club uh, last you. year. Congratulations. What are two sales habits that you have that you're going to continue to do? Number one, uh, I mean, I'm a big fundamentals guy. So it's number one prospecting. You got to set the time on the calendar. For me, it's in the morning, um, every single day. And you know, you got to, whether it's 30 minutes, 60 minutes, two hours, depends on your job, but you got to set the time up every day. And if you do that, I highly doubt you're going to miss your annual quota. Um, and then number two is, uh, is the bookend of the day is never start, never leave your office or whatever your, your kitchen where before you have your plan for the next day. So when you're, you're fresh in the morning, you get in there, you know what the plan of attack is and you get it going. You don't want to spend the first 30 minutes of the day figuring out what you're going to do that day. So try to bookend it, be really productive when you start, think about and plan out your day before you, um, before you leave. And that includes like a Sunday night before Monday. Um, and if you just do those two things, you'll be on a really good path. Nice. I love it. Next question we'll do is what's a favorite, you said principles, what's another great sales book or just book in general that you like to read or have read? I mean, the number one book that changed my life was To Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Let's go. Um, have you read it? Yeah. Great book. Yeah. It's, um, I, yeah, it, it, it took me, the story's too long for a rapid fire question, but that book, if you're struggling or not quite sure that you're able to, to, to be successful or you have self-doubt, read that book and then call me afterwards. Nice. Uh, another rapid question um, I'm a dream car, but I'm just, I'm just bankering off them right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not a big car guy. I've got a used Subaru that I drive that I, I like. Uh, I like that. <laughs> but, but so, you know what, we're going to, uh, I, I mean, I think Tesla's and stuff are cool, but you know what, I'm going to stick with, uh, you'll never get this answer again. I love my used Subaru. That's my dream car. Let's go. That, hey, that's all that matters. Um, an industry that you love right now that you're excited for in the future. I mean, I'm, I'm all in on learning about Web3 and crypto. Nice. Um, so I think that's the wave of the future. Beautiful. And then last question, where can everyone find you to learn more about you, uh, to learn more about millennial sales, LinkedIn, where can everyone meet you at? The best place will be LinkedIn. Uh, Tom Alamo, uh, A-L-A-I-M-O, if you don't know how to it's kind of a funky last name on LinkedIn <laughs> I post every single day about uh, sales, personal development, leadership, things like that. Um, and you'll find all the links there. Millennial sales podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts would be a great place to start too. Beautiful. And everyone, those links will be in the description. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. You're awesome. I generally gain a lot from just sales journaling, all of this. So thank you so, so much for coming. You're great. I, I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. And, and by the way, I'm just noticing that you got the business cloud shirt on. Oh, you bet. I gotta get, how do I cop me one of those? Yeah. <laughs> that needs to come out. I've had so many people ask me and I just don't have a, a, the merchandise store yet, but you'll be the first one. I'll send one to okay. you. <laughs> All right. I love it. Thanks, man. 
Thanks for checking out that episode. Happy January, start of the year. Let's kick some ass. Again, one of my goals for this show is to get as many subscribers uh, wherever you're listening here uh, on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, et cetera. Subscribe, leave a review, and then hit me up on uh, LinkedIn, Tom Alemo, uh, or any of my other socials at Tommy Tahoe. Look forward to connecting with you there. Peace.